This podcast is proudly supported by Baseballism, an all baseball related apparel and cloning company for baseball people. Check them out at baseballism.com. It's America's brand. Welcome to the ANA Sports Podcast, Sports Talk, with your hosts, Anthony Cortez and Alex Ashley. And Kevin! Oh, yeah, and Kevin Rowe. ANA Sports Show, episode 96. Welcome back, everybody. I am your host, Anthony Cortez, joined by my two co hosts, Alex Ashley. Say hi, Alex. What's going on, everybody? Say hi, Kevin. What's up, what's up? All right. How we doing, boys? How we doing, Alex? Uh, not too bad. Made a quick trip back to the old homestead of San Marcos, and I'm uh, motoring my way back on up to uh, San Antonio as we speak. Well, just be careful, man. I, don't, I hope everything's all right, but just be careful. Always, always. Kevin, how you doing, sir? I've been good, doing good, man. Nothing, nothing new really here. You st- you went back to work, you said, right? Yeah, but everything's back to normal for me, sort of. I mean, I still can't go out and have a good time or anything like that, but still going to work every day and uh, coming home. Still need to go out and shopping because I'm kind of the designated shopper now in the family, so since I have to go out for work, and I'm the only one that has to go out for work, might as well just like, Keep me out there. Right, <laughs> right, right, right. Right, yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we need food? I'll go get it. We need to go to the store? Sure, I'll go get it. <laughs> right. Kevin, we need some milk. Oh, okay. Anyways, then get out of the house. I'm like, I'm out. <laughs> Pretty much. Feel that. Feel that. Yeah, boys. Well, I'm glad y'all are still doing good, doing healthy. We haven't seen each other in uh, going on like two months now. By the way, just in case you're not aware, Alex, we are recording remotely again. This is like week seven of recording remotely, so just in case you're not aware, okay? What? <laughs> wiggity, wiggity, what? What? We're I, not in the same room? I you guys were just meeting up and then you weren't inviting me anymore, is what I thought. No, I wouldn't do that to you, buddy. All right, well, let's get into it. Uh, this week, um, since we're in NFL mode lately, um, Alex had the idea of uh, doing a top 10 teams going into, our favorite top 10 teams going into, not favorite, but our top 10 teams going into next season, if and when there is a season. Who knows when that'll be? But anyways, um, we decided to do this. So we're going to do, uh, yeah, basically one through 10 of our top teams going into going into the, going into the 2020 season. Um so, Kevin, we'll let you start it off, man. Uh, who do you have as number one going into next season? Uh, I'm pretty sure a lot of people have this team as their number one. And with good reason. I mean, hell, they just won the Super Bowl. It's got to be the Chiefs, man. The most dynamic offense we've probably seen, at least in my lifetime, that I can think of off the top of my head. But, I mean, shoot. The Chiefs are a powerhouse with Patrick Mahomes. They got Tyree Hill. They just drafted a, uh, a running back in the late first round. That's a perfect complement for their offense. Their defense probably isn't as strong as people would want. However, it's confident. It's at least average, you know? Right. So, I mean, they have a good defense that's going to be serviceable and just the offense, man. You can't stop it. 
my number one until proven otherwise. Because because they wanted them, they have the experience for it. So. I agree as well. That's, they're my number one team, and you pretty much said it for. Yeah, you pretty much said it. They won the Super Bowl. They're, they can they can score with anybody in the league, and uh, they also have a competent defense to where they, you know, they they have a defense that can stop people. So, um, but yeah, um, probably the best quarterback in the league right now. Um, they just drafted uh, uh, Edwards out of LSU as a as a running back, so um, to help. So. Uh, it was it was Edwards, right? L- 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 ah, out of LSU that went to uh, the Chiefs. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. He was the, he was the last pick for the first round for them. So, uh, yeah, it's it's hard not to argue with that, or it's hard to argue with that as far as the Chiefs being the number one. Alex, you have the Chiefs as well. I was going to say, it is easy to argue. However, it would be wrong if you were to. I think Chiefs easily take the number one spot. Um, I think of any team in the NFL, they probably have the best quarterback-coach duo. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is easily, in my opinion, the best quarterback. He makes all the throws. He's highly intelligent. He can scramble when he needs to and successfully. It's not like he scrambles for two to three yards and flies. He can make plays in the air and on the ground. Um, and again, the biggest reason is because they didn't really lose many pieces on either side of the ball. It seemed, if anything, they just kind of reloaded who they had. Um, I see no reason why the Chiefs should not be able to make another run, uh, not to a conference championship, and at least, I mean, them easily to the, to the Super Bowl. Um, again, as long as that defense is or two in, a, in every game, I, I see no reason why these guys aren't number one, and then potentially a repeat uh, Super Bowl champion. Yeah, pretty much. Kevin, number two. I think I know where you're going, but uh, who do you have as number two? Who do you think I have? It's either the Saints or the 49ers. Yeah, it's true. Well, no. Sorry. Okay. I'm going to go with three choices here. 49ers, Saints, or your boys? You're wrong in all three accounts. I have the Ravens at number two. Okay, that would have been my Did next. You say option. Ravens? Ravens, Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, see that's yeah. I thought who I thought was going to be your number two was the Ravens. Yeah, because I mean, if you have any offense in the league outside of Kansas, or at least in the AFC, that can complement or compete against um, Kansas City, I think it's going to be Baltimore. Uh, and I think Baltimore's defense is actually better than Kansas City's. Though I think the Ravens' offense is just maybe that one step below. Does that make sense? They're a high-powered offense. Lamar Jackson is a real deal. I mean, he just got the MVP. Um, I mean, for good reason, too. I mean, the guy can go with his legs. He can throw the ball. He showed that his inaccuracy issues early on uh, in his rookie year. Uh, just weren't what he is about. And he took his game to another level, and I think he can do it again. That's why I have them at number two. They have a lot of good uh, pieces that Lamar Jackson can play off of to make that uh, offense even better this year than it was last year. And I think they've kind of shored up their offense, uh, their defense a little bit with their number one overall, or with their number 28 overall pick. Uh, and getting a linebacker uh, from LSU, uh, Pat, 
Patrick Queen. So they're hoping out right. their defense a little bit on that side. So I think they're going to do better this year, which is seeing a lot considering they had the best overall record in the league last year. But I think they're going to be a more balanced team this year. Not that I disagree with you, but the Titans upsetting them last year in the playoffs doesn't worry you at all? No. Okay. Uh, the 40... I mean, go ahead, go ahead. Anything can happen. It's, it's like they say, any given Sunday. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That was any given Sunday for the Titans last year. Okay. And it just happened to be in the playoffs. Good point. Valid point. I'm going to go with the 49ers because um, they made it to the Super Bowl. And, uh, I mean, there's, there's that's a great defense that they have. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo does his job and as the QB. He can, he can you know, he, and he looked good in the Super Bowl last year. Um, so I'm going to say the 49ers. Um, but, yeah, they just that, – that defense. Um, and then uh, the running back, I'm blanking on his name right now. But the running back and, the, the yeah, it uh, – I see no reason why the 49ers can can can't make another run at it next year as well and uh, meet the Chiefs again. Um, well, pro- will it happen? Probably not. But the 49ers are my uh, 49ers are my second are my second pick right now. Alex, who do you have? Number two. Uh, so my number two, Anthony. Actually, I'm gonna agree with you on this one. I have the 49ers. Um, I, I, I very much can respect the Baltimore Ravens at that number two pick. I mean, you look at their offense, you look at some of the pieces they picked up on defense, but right now they're still a little unproven to me. Um, and I would like, and, you know, after this year, they very well may go in as that number two, even maybe that number one, depending on, on how the Chiefs do. But right now, looking at how Shanahan has set up that offense to make it very easy for Garoppolo to play well, he's seen receivers. He's got a good core of running backs. They're just going to get better. The defense is going to be younger and better, too. When you look at a lot of the key pieces that they're bringing back, the line especially. And they did a great job drafting to how they want to build. It's from that front for back all the way to the corners and from that back to running back. And I think they sure up a lot of pieces. I like the offense. I like the, the, the wide receiver that the 49ers took. And I really like what they did. So, Seeing them kind of reload a little bit, get a little bit younger in some areas, and bring back some really key pieces on that really historically good defense is, is great. And then even then, you look at some of the guys they already have. Kittle, Garoppolo, the core of running backs. I mean, they're going to be a good team again. They're going to be a solid defensive team, and it's going to be hard to beat them because they are going to make stops. There's no question about it. They are going to make stops. So... I see them being as successful as they were last year. Maybe they get to another Super Bowl. Maybe they fall at that championship game. But whatever the case is, I, I believe that until proven otherwise, the 49ers look exactly like who they were last year and maybe even better than me. I concur. Kevin, who do you have at number three? Good. Well, right on the 40th. Right on the Ravens' tail, I'm going to go 49ers for number three. Um, I mean, you could honestly flip-flop either one of these teams. As really far good. as offenses go, like I said, the Ravens had the one-up, but the 49ers probably have one of the most dominant defenses in the league. That's why I have them in the top three. Uh, to Alex's point, they look very similar to they did that they did last year. They lost... Uh, 
I'm gonna go with the I'm gonna go with the Saints at number three, and uh, I actually wrote down in my notes that they might be the best team in the league with a lot of guys returning. Um, I think a lot of I think a lot of people out there will argue that, that they might be the best team in the league. And Alex, we all know how you feel about them, but they're that's a dangerous team on paper, man. Uh, Drew Brees at QB, um, who you know say what you want about him, getting older, but whatever. You I, you still trust a team with Drew Brees on it. Alvin Kamara in the backfield uh, as running back, and then uh, with Thomas at wide receiver, um, that's that's a dangerous team. And you know, people are going to say, "What about the playoffs?" You know, well, it's any given Sunday, like Kevin said. Um, so yeah, I, I think that's a really dangerous team uh, for me. The Saints at number three. Alex, who do you have? So at number three, kind of following what what Kevin said on this one, I'm actually going with the Ravens on this one. Um, if you look at the production level of the Ravens last year, and it was definitely far above average, but the thing about it was that it was dynamic. It was very versatile. What the quarterback can do, what the running backs can do, what the receivers can do, what the line, the tight ends, what everybody can do, it made it very hard to be able to stop that offense. Um, and I think that will only continue to improve with a lot of the things that they did during the offseason. You know, they drafted a a solid slot receiver from the University of Texas and Devin DuVernay, and I think that will really help the receiving core that I think was last in reception yards last year. But the thing is, is that didn't really matter for them. If you watched all season long, I mean, Lamar Jackson was dominating these games. It didn't matter what the receivers were able or not able to do. He was still able to make his way up and down the field with relative ease, it would seem, all the way up to an MVP trophy. Um, and then, you know, you look at them stirring up their defense. They have some of the better guys in the league right now. I mean, you look at, you know, Earl Thomas is in that backfield right now. You look at Queen that they just picked up from LSU. You look at a lot of the defensive guys that they still have from last year, and it's going to be a good team. Especially their offense, or excuse me, their special teams is great, too. There's no question there at all. I mean, you got Tucker, who's also a University of Texas guy who's out there, who, I mean, we all know how good he is. Um, 
So it, it sounds to me like they have three of three sides of the ball covered. They have special teams, they have offense, they have defense, and they're only going to get better the more that Harbaugh has time to adjust the offense to the strengths of his quarterback. Um, you know, we've seen what he can do with other quarterbacks. You know, he took, I mean, a guy that I, you would never imagine that Joe Flacco would be an NFL Super Bowl winning quarterback. At least I have a hard time believing that sometimes. But he did, and they did. And you know what? More power to him. Um, so, yeah, I, I have the Ravens. They're just, I think they're better than people give them credit for. They lost in the playoffs last year, but you know what? He's a young guy. The quarterback's a young guy. Things will happen. He will get better. They're not going to do that two times in a row. So I got the Ravens at number three. Good choice. Kevin, number four, who do you got? Who that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I grew up in my mouth a little bit. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you you got a Hall of Fame quarterback in Drew Brees. You got Alvin Kamara, who, if he keeps up the pace he's been going, he's going to be probably known as one of the best threat running backs in the league uh, ever. I mean, you got Christian McCaffrey and and Alvin Kamara in the league right now, and those two are the cream of the crop when it comes to running backs. Um. So they're in good standing there. You still got Michael Thomas. You got some veterans on the on the defensive side of the ball as well. Uh, they are in good standing to compete with the 49ers again this year, um, like they did last year. I mean, that game that they played was an epic shootout and just a great game overall. And I think the Saints could actually come out on top on uh, this year if they face the 49ers because of that offense. They have a better offense than the 49ers did. Jimmy Garoppolo ended up just having the game of his life when they played each other. You know? And if he hadn't done that, the Saints would have come out on top and it would have never gone to overtime. Um, I think the Saints uh, helped themselves. They upgraded in several positions, uh, notably with their uh, first-round pick of center Cesar Ruiz, especially for their running game with Alvin Kamara. That guy can, I mean, that guy's a steamroller, man. He's going to clear the way for Alvin Kamara every step of the way. Yeah, I dog the Saints. I'm going for that pick in the first round. I think they kind of reached a little bit for him, but... While I think they could have gotten better players at the position, he's a good player. So he's going to do well for them on that line, create some lanes for Alvin Kamara that they didn't have before. I mean, Janus Winston, that's an upgrade over Teddy Bridgewater in my book, honestly, uh, especially in limited capacity. If you don't have him th- throwing 30, 40 times in a game, you have him throw five, maybe five passes in a game, you're limiting the damage and and you're getting more reward than risk at this point. Uh, and then you still have Jason Hill, who is your Swiss Army knife in the, on the offense. The guy can do it all. He can pass, he can throw, uh, he can catch, he can run the ball. Uh, and they're going to use some of the same capacity like that again this year. 
they are going to be carrying all three quarterbacks again, like they like they carried three last year. You don't see a lot of teams do that. But the Saints doing very well, and I think their acquisition of Janus Winston actually helps them, not hurts them. Okay. Well, we've all agreed so far. We just had different placement for some of them. Uh, but I'm going to go with the Ravens in number four. Um, and y'all have pretty much said it all, um, so I don't have to say much. But, I mean, I think uh, what I'll add is I think um, J.K. Dobbins, uh, taking taking him in the draft, I think will help a lot. Um, and this might just be me, but L- I, Lamar Jackson, we all know he's a, th- he's a dual threat. But when you have Mark Ingram and then J.K. Dobbins, you know, as your running backs – that's dangerous. That is that that takes that that can take some load off of Jackson, and you know, give him gives his legs a little rest if he if he even wants it. But um, yeah, I think that can be a dangerous dangerous thing. And like Alex, like Alex, like you were, what you were saying last year, they're they're a young team, so you know, getting shocked in the playoffs maybe might maybe might be a good thing for them. Maybe they bounce back this year. Um, new mentality. You know, saying you know, hey, we we we're we're good. We might be top. We might be the best team in the league. So let's prove it. And yeah, it another year having to learn, having to get upset in the playoffs. Uh, let's see what this team can do. So yeah, I have the Ravens at number four. Who do you have? Who do you have before Alex? Uh, so number four, I have a, a team that hasn't been said yet. Um, so I actually have the. Seahawks is number four, and maybe that's a little high for some people, but I am a firm believer in the Seahawks organization, unfortunately, because me and Pete Carroll don't see eye to eye on most everything, Um, but if you look at a lot of the key positions, not only did they upgrade, but they're getting more experience on a lot of it as well, so you look at the quarterback position, Russell Wilson, Hall of Famer, in my question, or in my opinion, no doubt, right, no question. He's going to be a Hall of Famer at the end of his career. Um, you look at the receivers that they have. They have Lockett now, and DJ Metcalf is only going to get better. I mean, he looks like Sean Okafor if Sean Okafor played offense. He's just huge. He's strong, and he showed what he could do a little bit last year in kind of a limited role, limited capacity. But like I said, he's only going to get better, especially in that offense, especially with that uh, quarterback. Um, the biggest thing, you know, last year that hindered them was, the injuries to their running backs. And I don't see that happening again this year. With as much time as they've taken off, with as much as, you know, the the, the rest that they've gotten, especially with, you know, the the NFL being, you know, not delayed, but, (laughs) excuse me, the style of offense, or excuse me, the style of offseason that they're doing now kind of gives guys more rest at some level. So I don't think that the running back injuries will be a problem. You look at their defense, I mean, Wagner is a monster in the center of that. Seahawks are always known for their defense, and yet we always talk about the offensive side of the ball. So I see no holes in either offense or defense for the Seahawks, and I think they're very well coached. Pete Carroll is a good coach. He coaches well in the playoffs. He coaches well in the regular season. They always seem to be in competition. Remember, they beat the 49ers at least once, if not twice, last year. I mean, they know how to win in big games, so I trust the Seahawks when it comes to big things right now. Um, so in that fourth spot, I have the Seattle Seahawks. Okay. Alex, who do you ha- – or sorry, Kevin, who do you have number five? Uh, actually, the Seahawks. Uh, 
Seahawks beat them once in three in was it three contests? I'm trying to think now. If they played them, no, because they lost them. No, they didn't. They won in the wild card round, but they played Green Bay. And then and lost in Green Bay. So yeah, they played them twice last year and won and won one of them. Uh, Matchups. They were 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 they and uh, they went to Philly, beat Philly, and then they went to Green Bay. And then we had this big old thing. Y'all picked the Packers, and I picked the Seahawks, and I and I lost because they couldn't beat them in Green Bay because there's some boogie monster in Lambeau Field against the Seahawks, and y'all were right. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Russ has a hard time playing in Green Bay. <laughs> Do what? Russell has a hard time playing in Green Bay. Yeah. Or whatever in the playoffs. But right on, just don't. But yeah, so, yeah, that's why I have the Seahawks at four of them. Anyway, so piggybacking on that, I am taking the Seahawks at number five. Um, just for the sole fact, Russell Wilson. <laughs> I mean, come on. And then you think about it toward the end of the year, they lost all of their running backs to injury. I mean, Prose, uh, you had a. Uh, uh, I can't even think of their other running backs name, but they lost all three of their starting running backs and had to get Marshawn Lynch to, to try to bail them out. You know? They're going to come back healthy this year. They're good running backs. They're going to do fine. Uh, but then you get the likes of uh, Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf. That Metcalf is going to be a superstar in this league, and he's not even the number one right now in Seattle. And you got third you got David Moore. I mean, you got a dynamic wide receiver core in Seattle. And then look at their defense. Their defense has always been very good. Yes, I said it's been aging. It has been for years. But they always find that next young guy to come in and kind of euthanize it. Not euthanize it, but make it youth. <laughs> a little bit of that power of youth. Just a little bit that comes with every year. Um, I do, yeah. But the biggest thing that is going to make or break the Seahawks, I think, is going to be whether or not they bring back to Davian Clown. They haven't rolled it up that he can come back, but they've drafted a couple of interior linemen, or interior uh, inside linebackers, just in case he doesn't come back to try to help with that pass rush. Um... So I think they covered their bases whether or not he does come back, and I think they're going to be a strong team. But for me, the Seahawks are number five, but they're the number one in that next group outside of my top four. You know, those four teams, I think, are the juggernauts in the NFL, and now we start that next year here at number five with the Seahawks. Kevin, you pretty much said it all, man. For me, I have number, I have the Seahawks at five, too. They're just, and for everything you just said, and for, I mean, for what Alex said as well, for Russell Wilson, he's, I agree with you, he's going to be a Hall of Fame quarterback when, when his career is said and done. Um, 
it just to me, and I wrote down. It just it always feels like they're competitive with Wilson and a tough D. They, I mean, and and Carroll too. Carroll is a good coach, regardless of regardless of his past, the decisions he's made. We all know what I'm talking about. But he's you know they're always there. It just feels like they're always in the playoff picture, um, and they have they have one of the one of the better quarterbacks you know at their helm. So, um, yeah, it, it, for me they they just always feel dangerous. So I, I went Seahawks at five as well. Alex, five. Uh, five for me, and I hate saying this because fuck these guys, but I got to go with the Saints at number five. Um, in my opinion, the top five for me are the top five. Like, they're the elite. They're kind of the juggernaut. Kind of like Kevin was saying, there's four for him, and then there's number one in the next group. For me, the top five teams are like, these always competitive, elite, like constant worry team kind of a thing, and that top and, and making that last spot in there for me is going to be the same. And for a lot of reasons, and putting it at number five is no slight to them, in my opinion. I'm not, you know, belittling them. I'm not saying that they're, you know, but the things that kind of worry me <laughs> a little bit. And the, and the first one is Drew Brees is getting older. Is he a tremendous leader? No question. Is he somebody you want in the clubhouse? Without a doubt. But we saw a little bit last year that arm is starting to just get a little bit slower. Now, granted, a little bit slower from elite is still better than, like, 80% of the quarterbacks in the league right now. I'm not saying he's a bad quarterback. Please do not mistake that. But he's just one second slower than it has been all the years before. And my fear is that that will lead to, and eventually add up to, one extra loss, another extra loss, another extra loss. I love Alvin Kamara. If he stays consistent and keeps doing what he's going to do, he will also be a Hall of Famer. It's it's incredible what he can do on the offensive side of the ball, both running and catching. It's it's astounding. And you look at Michael Thomas. It doesn't matter if he's double-teamed, triple-teamed. He catches the ball like it's... I, I think the guy could probably be out of the stadium and he'll still catch the ball. It doesn't matter. It's insane. So, like, that offense is unbelievable. They are very well coached with Sean Payton. Drew Brees is a very smart quarterback. His untangibles are unreal. And the defense is good. It's very good. I wouldn't say necessarily. It's probably top ten in the league. Likely, I would think. I don't have any of the metrics or stats in front of me, but I would guess they're probably in that, you know, ten through seven spot in the league as far as their defense is concerned. Davenport, excellent. You look at the linebacking court, they're good too. I mean, you look at a lot of the teams they played last year and how well they played against them defensively. For example, you look at the Cowboys game where they held them to a total of, what was it, like 12.9 points, 12 points, something like that with their defense. And again, that was with all the full offensive side of the ball for the Cowboys. Their defense is good. Um, my, my only thing is, is, is for whatever reason, and whether it's them getting cheated, whatever's in their head, I don't know, but some playoff time, I feel like sometimes they can struggle. So, I, I not a slight, they are constant work, threat, but I have the Saints at number five right behind the Seahawks. And I mean, if Seahawks are, you know, four, I have them at like 4.1. I mean, like, it's, 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 it's more like 4-1 and or two, or A and B, or whatever. So you hate to admit it, but they're very good. <laughs> I think they're very good. 
Sure. Hey, real quick, before we finish our top five, uh, or our top, sorry, before we go to five through ten, uh, let's talk about our friends real quick at Baseballism. They're an all-baseball-related apparel and clothing company for baseball people. If you're a baseball fan, you should be wearing Baseballism. It's America's brand, the official off-the-field brand for baseball. Visit Baseballism.com, and while you're there, use our code AASports. It's our initials, A-A-S-P-O-R-T-S, for a 15, that's one five percent discount off your first order. And if you're not ready to order just yet, make sure to go follow them on all their socials. They're very active on Instagram and Twitter with new releases pretty much every other week if not every week um and there's also free shipping on orders of a hundred dollars or more so if you feel like spending a lot of money with them which is quite honestly easy to do um you'll get free shipping um there's a new fund fundamentals collection available that's uh, available now it's been it's been available for a few weeks now if not a month or at least uh, they just got a new Babe Roof collection available as well. They have a sweet new call-it shirt, which is which is pretty cool. And also Mother's Day. Let's get ready for Mother's Day coming up here. They have a they have a Mother's Day collection, so go shop for mom. Go get something for her. Um, as well as sweats, caps, shorts, accessories, all great comfortable material and really, really fast shipping. You'll get yourself within two or three days easily. Um, there's no longer uh, free shipping until May 1st, I don't believe, and regardless, it's already May 4th to today. So, um, And I believe some store-exclusive stuff is still uh, still available online, but go double-check me. And then um, as well as the Flagman drawstrings back. But anyways, go check them out. Keep supporting the business. Uh, keep supporting your local businesses in general. Um, baseballism.com, it's America's brand, AA Sports. Kevin, number six, who do you have? I got my boys. <laughs> of course you do. And I was wondering, maybe uh, the Saints fell in uh, Alex's top ten. Maybe because of a little biased? I don't know. <laughs> and I could probably say the same for my boys, why they're all the way up at number six, in my opinion. But I think they did a good job there in the draft, but fill some of the holes that they lost in free agency. Um, and I, or even in pre-agency, they fill up some of those holes. Um, but getting C.D. Lamb in the first round just makes that offense just that much more potent, that many more weapons that they have to make sure that they are any defense is guarding. And that's just going to open up the box so much more for uh, Ezekiel Elliott. I think you got, uh, you got, a budding offensive genius in Kellen Moore, uh, offensive play calling genius in Kellen Moore, who's going to be under the tutelage of Mike McCarthy, a Super Bowl winning coach, and a great offensive coordinator as well. I think you're going to see Kellen Moore open up a lot more in that offensive play calling. I think you're going to see some creativity, especially when you have C.D. Lamb and Michael Gallup and uh, Amari Cooper, all three of them are very flexible. You can see all three of them play at any one of the wide receiver positions. Uh, you can move Amari to the slot and he'll tear him up. You can have uh, Michael Gallup or CeeDee Lamb uh, just run go routes, and they're just going to burn their defenders. And then, like you said, you still have the – you still have – one of the best running backs in the league, and they're going to use him. Um, they shored up some of their issues on defense. Yeah, it's probably the weakest part on on the team, but you're going to have some pieces come back, like Banderas. Uh, he missed like the second half of the season with a, a neck surgery. 
he should be coming back and 100% ready to go. You got that three-tier, uh, three-player linebacker, um, Jordan and Sean Lee, Vander Esch, and Jalen Smith. I mean, you, you, yeah, that's a, you have the best wide receiver group in the league. You have the best linebacker group in the league. Uh, I think they're just going to be one of the juggernauts in the NFC. They're, I think, going to run away with the division, especially with what happened last year, how weak the division was overall. I think they're going to be good. I think having a uh, playoff test of the quarterback come in to be your backup and Andy Dalton is going to help back immensely and they just need to make sure they get him signed to a multi-year contract which I think is going to happen they're not going to let him walk um, but I think having Dalton with that experience uh, of multiple years in the playoffs is going to help get that kind of other perspective for Dak that's not a career bench warmer like uh, Cooper Rush has been. So I think it's going to be very good this year for the Cowboys. So that's why I got them at number six. Okay. I'm probably going to surprise some people here, um, along with you, t- along with both of you, and this is probably this is probably putting them uh, pretty high or kind of high for most people. But I'm going to go with the Panthers at number six. I just think they're going to be dangerous this year. I think. What? Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Uh, yeah, that's just me. Um, they went all defense in the draft, which, like I said before, is not a bad thing. Never a bad thing. Um, and especially with Matt Rule coming in as the new coach, he did great things at uh, Baylor. And I think he's going to do great things with them. I, I, I see them as a potentially dangerous team. Um, and like I said, yes, this is probably this is probably a little high for them, but so be it. I'm just going to... I, Teddy Bridgewater coming in, and then you got Christian, McCaff- Christian McCaffrey at running back, um, along with a solid D. I just I see them as a potential dangerous team, so that's why I'm going Panthers at six. Alex, who do you got? Uh, so this may be a surprise to both of you as well. Uh, for my number six spot, I'm actually going with the Minnesota Vikings. Um, if you look at a lot of Minnesota's success, they came with the ability to run the ball, pass the ball when they need to, and then play solid defense, a lot like the 49ers. Um, and I think that with how Minnesota stacked themselves in the draft, a lot of the guys they're bringing back, I think their key loss, of course, was Stephon Diggs, who they didn't use as much anyway, it would seem, a lot of times. I mean, granted, you could tell anytime he touched the ball, he's a different caliber player. He is above and beyond a lot of wide receivers in the game right now. But Kirk Cousins finally won a big game in the playoffs. He beat the Saints. You know, you look at the running backs who will be healthy again this year. You look at Zimmer, a solid head coach. You look at the defense, the Purple People Eaters. They were solid last year. Uh, Granted, maybe not so much on, you know, fantasy football, but in real life, (laughs) um, they were a very good team. You look at how they set up themselves on defense again with this year with the draft, who they're bringing back already. You look at the weapons they have on offense, Kirk Cousins winning games, good head coach, great running back, and that to me is a recipe for continued success in a division that is tough. I mean, you look at the Chicago Bears, they're a scary team, even with as much dysfunction as they are, and Green Bay is always a threat. I mean, yet two teams have like 13-plus wins in that division last year. Um 
it, it's hard to play in Minnesota, so I have Minnesota as my sixth spot. That's fair. Kevin, number seven, who you got? It's shocking, but not as shocking as Anthony's. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, that was, yeah, that But, more power to him. Yeah, number seven might actually surprise you guys a little bit. I have the Tennessee Titans at number seven. Um, Hill is a competent quarterback. Uh, you got a superstar wideout in, coming into the second season in A.J., uh, A.J. Brown. Uh, and then, of course, you have last year's wrestling champion and Derrick Henry. And Derrick Henry's going to be the key for this team. This this team goes as Henry goes. Um, I don't think you're going to see a lot of games where he gets shut down like they did last year against the Chiefs. Um, I think they're going to have a better season this year than they did last year. I think last year they ended up 97. This year, I could see them going like 10-6. and six. I think they could potentially win that division with the only one uh, competing against them would be the Colts. Uh, those two kind of go back and forth with me on who I think is going to win that division. So, But they have a strong defense. They have very good wideouts. Of course, they have the last year's best running back in the league, and they have a quarterback that is a very good game manager, and he can make plays when he needs to make plays. Um, I like Mike Brigle. I think he's a good coach that's going to make good decisions for that team. So I, I think, I think the times are going to be relatively decent this year. That's why I have them at number seven. That is that is kind of surprising because I did I did think about them, but it it's it's about trust for me, and I I'm just not there yet with them. Even though they did they they did what they did last year in the playoffs, but so be it. But um, anyways, at number seven, I'm going the Cowboys, Kevin. I'm going your boys. Um, and for all the and for all the reasons you said, man, they, I I literally wrote down they have all the weapons to be dangerous. Is question is will they? I mean, l- literally they have. I mean, that's a that's a stacked lineup on um or roster whatever you on uh, on paper. It's just can you can you be dangerous? Can you can you be the best team in the league like you are on paper? Um. So yeah, it's. I mean, Dak Prescott. He's your franchise quarterback, regardless of what people say. Pay the man already. You got arguably the best running back in the league, Zeke Elliott, and that wide receiving group. Now, good lord, man. I mean, just can you prove it? Can you? Can you? Can you win? Can you be dangerous? That's that's the thing for me. Um. So I'm putting them at seven because they they deserve it. They deserve to be in the top ten. They that with that roster. It's just can you prove it? Can you be dangerous? So, Alex, who do you got at seven? So, at number seven, I as well have the Dallas Cowboys. Um, I mean, you look at what they did in the draft, and everything that they did was, I mean, almost perfect. I mean, there was not a single pick that I think anybody questioned. Um, You look at a couple different spots on both sides of the ball, and they are very, very well set. Uh, I mean, obviously, you look at the running back position, they're fine. The wide receiver position, they're fine. Quarterback position, they're fine. You know, know, there's a lot of debate on that one, but generally, in my opinion, they're fine. If you look at, excuse me, if you look at the defensive side of the ball, again, they're fine. They got, you know, they they, they got some good guys, they got big, the the, the cornerback and the draft, they have a solid linebacking core as long as they can stay healthy. Um... 
you know, they have a, a decent front four, you know, I say decent because they could always be better um, as long as their ends can stay in jail. <laughs> um, but they, and uh, the big thing for me is the coaching. It's, it's kind of a question mark, but I, I have to believe that it's already an upgrade from what they had. Um, so the Cowboys have number seven, and, and a lot like you say, I think, is can you prove it? At this point, there are no excuses. You have a better offensive group and a healthy defensive group. If, you know, these guys can't come up with a solid playoff run, even a Super Bowl run, then I, just, there, I, I don't know what is wrong within the Cowboys, but there's, there's some very big questions that need to be asked uh, if they can't do anything with the lineup, with the roster, and with the coaches they have now. So they're at number seven. They have the talent to to make a huge push in the playoffs. It's just, can you do it? This is kind of Dak's big, big moment right here. If he can come through, if he can make some things happen, he will get paid, and he will get paid a lot. But what can you do, you know? Exactly. Kevin, number eight. Number eight, I got Buffalo. Going to be your new AFC East champions for the first new champion in the AFC East in what almost two decades. Uh, Buffalo is a good team, and they made themselves better by trading for Stephon Diggs. Uh, they have a very strong defense. Ed Oliver's coming into his second year in the league. Uh, that guy is an absolute beast out of Houston. Uh, he is. He's a disruptor by any means of the words. And then you got Josh Allen, a quarterback who took a big step forward in his game last year. I see him taking another step forward again this year. Uh, you have, uh, I think it's uh, Devin Singletary or Sing, uh, Singleton. I, I don't remember his last name. At running back. Uh, you're right, Singletary. Singletary, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Who was kind of the second back behind Frank Gore. I don't. I don't know if Frank Gore's coming back again, and he may or may not. But even if he does, I don't think he's going to have quite as good a year as last year. Um, he's still a serviceable back. Singletary's going to take that next step to be that lead back up there. Um, they got a good wide receiver core. they got a good defense. I think they're going to be very competitive in the AFC, especially in that weaker division of the AFC East. Uh, they are going to be a top seed in AFC, and if Josh Allen can keep building off of last year, they're going to be a very good team. Well, Kevin, I do agree with you that that that's your new division winner in that division, um, the AFC, whatever it is. Um, But I, I, yeah. But I don't agree with the pick and mostly just about trust. For number eight, I'm going the Broncos. I, for me, I just I trust the Broncos. The Bron- <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. What's funny, dude? <laughs> uh, the Bills made the playoffs last year, right? Yes. yes. Did the Broncos? Okay, no. Okay, did they make it there before that? It's my pick, all right? What about the before that? Alex. <laughs> Alex. He, just, he already picked the Panthers at six, okay? Yeah. So I, I think his list has already lost the credibility. But go on. Why the Broncos at eight? 
I just like them more. I just feel like they could, they could, they can do more. That's just, that's really it. I just led a defense led by Von Miller, and they added some weapons on on offense to help lock. I just, yeah, I just feel like they could be better. Pretty much. Yeah, if we're being honest. Yeah, pretty close. <laughs> and John Elway's a terrific quarterback. <laughs> yeah. Thank God he's playing? Question mark? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, Alex, number eight, who do you have? Oh, shit. Um, so, I noticed kind of as I made this list, eight, nine, and ten for me were... Some of the harder ones that I had to choose. I had some guys that I personally liked that I wanted to add in there. I had some guys that I don't like that I don't want to add in there, but they kind of need to, to, to be recognized to some level. So with the number eight spot, I have to go with the Philadelphia Eagles. I did not want to add them there, but here's my biggest thing about them. For the last few games of last season, they were playing with all but B-team backup rookies as a wide receiving core, and they were winning. Their defense isn't great, but they make stops when they need to make stops. The offense is constantly injured, whether it's wins, whether it's the running back, whether it's the line, whether it's the receiving core. They're always injured, and yet somehow... They seem to find a way to win games, right? I don't quite understand how, because the talent is not, in my opinion, better than Dallas. Dallas has all the talent in that division, and yet somehow the Eagles seem to still win. And for me, there's something to be said for that. You know, when the sum is greater than, you know, when the parts are greater than the sum of the whole, whatever, whatever, whatever. So I, I like the quarterback. I like the coach, I like the coach a lot, actually, and I think they did well in the draft. You know, they have a great Hall of Fame level tight end. They are able to scheme well. You know, and the defense, like I said, I think is maybe a little bit underrated. If you look at a lot of the things they're able to do on defense, they get the ball to the quarterback often enough to constantly be in a position to win the game. And again, I reiterate, every one of their starting receivers last year was injured, and they still were able to win games to win their division. Imagine if all those guys were healthy. Imagine if they had no injuries. I That's a scary team. Again, I do believe the Cowboys have a better roster, but the Eagles seem to win, and they seem to win a lot. But it's very much in the style of Philadelphia. It's very gritty. It's very tough. It's, you know, nails for breakfast kind of a win. It's I don't know how they do it, but they always end, seem to end up winning. And I kind of trust them to keep doing that. So at that eight spot, I have the Eagles, even though I don't want them there. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin, number nine. I wouldn't touch the Eagles with a 10-foot pole because I'm afraid I'd break their leg. I know. Yeah. And they still win. I don't think it. Because you, you speak of trust. I don't trust them to ever stay healthy. Alshon Jeffrey, always injured. Deshaun Jackson, definitely injured. Carson Wentz, three years in a row he's been injured. I don't trust that team to stay healthy at all. Not to mention all the injuries they've had on their offensive line, their defensive line, their secondary. It's like, no, that team is literally held together with Scott State. Well, that's Scott State playoff last year and the year before that. 
and they gave him one of the first round knockout. Both years. When the Cowboys made it to the playoffs last so when's the last time they won their division? What have you done for me lately? Two years ago. When they won a playoff game. What have you done for me lately? About as much as the Eagles, honestly. <laughs> Except for the Super Bowl part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, uh, a one-off that they got lucky that their backup was on a four-game win streak. On... Yeah, um, on Super Juice for one year. <laughs> Tom Brady. Anyway. Are y'all done? Um, sorry, I just had the dog on the Eagles a little bit. And it, it, uh, but no, you're, you're welcome to come at me for any of mine because I got the, the Vikings at number nine. Uh, I got... I mean, again, I'm looking at quarterback play. I don't really trust Kirk Cousins too much, but I think he's got the tools around him to succeed, especially if they run the ball as much as they did last year. So they kind of minimize those mistakes. Uh, when they do throw the ball, they have some really good wideouts. Adam Thielen, uh, they just drafted Justin Jefferson to take over for Stephon Diggs. They got um, a couple other players, uh, K.J. Osborne, and Courtney Davis, I believe, um, to help in the wideouts. I think the, I think they were the wide receivers as well. Um, but of course, then you have your uh, running back, and his name escapes me right now. Um, crap, can't think of his name. But I mean, he's one of the best. Uh, last year, he showed he was one of the best running backs in the league. Whether or not he can bowl on that this year will have to be uh, remain to be seen. Uh, so that's why I have them a little further down on my list than you, Alex. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they got a they got strong defense. They got some weapons on offense. They're going to be a strong team. They could. Uh, they're going to contend for the NFC North, and I think they're going to win that division. Uh, but it's going to be it's going to be a battle up there for for them. But they're they're a good team, so we'll see which who's going to win. I think it's I think it's the Vikings. Well, Alex, I have to agree with you about the Eagles. I just uh, different placement. I'm going to go with num- I'm a, at number nine. I'm going to go the Eagles, and for pretty much everything you said, um, they're always hurt. It, it it really felt like you can't trust Carson Wentz, but they're. The, I mean, I like like you. I like Doug Peterson as head coach. I mean, for some reason, they're always in the conversation. If you stop and think about it, they're always there. They're always. They're always competitive. Same thing, you know. They they always seem to be in, in the conversation with you know being there. And so for those reasons, I have them at I have them at number nine. Um, I just yeah, whether or not you like them or not, but I just it's just certain teams you trust more than others, and and the Eagles are one of them for me. That's plain and simple. Who do you have at number nine, Alex? So for number nine, I have the Indianapolis Colts. Um, you know, I really kind of battled with them because I, I want to put them higher up, but they have the talent to be higher up, in my opinion. It's just how much do I trust them. You look at the quarterback situation right now, they have Phillip Rivers, you know, probably a Hall of Fame quarterback, one of the best ones to have never won a title. You look at Jacoby Brissett, who I like very much as a running back, or excuse me, as a quarterback, and that's a solid little duo right there. 
You look at, you know, the wide receiver. You look at T.Y. Hilton. You look at the running back position with Marlon Mack and Jonathan Taylor, who will be a rookie from Wisconsin. You know, you look at a lot of the guys who are on the defensive side of the ball as well. The offense is going to be fine. They have a plethora of tight ends that they can throw to. They have, you know, a number of wide receivers that do well if everybody's guarding T.Y. Hilton. So you look at, you know, the, the defense. They have Xavier Rhodes, who came over from... Um, who came over from Minnesota. They have guys like, you know, uh, Sheldon Day on the line. They have guys like Justin Houston as a defensive end as well. You know, they have a, a, a really solid team overall, defensively, offensively. I really see no huge holes. Their, their, their linebacking core is getting better. I think they have one of the best coaches, one of probably one of the most underrated coaches right now. But there's a lot of guys on this team that they are a solid, solid group of guys. Not a lot of superstars, but a lot of really good talent. And I think in a division like theirs right now, they very well could go on and win it. The Texans, in my opinion, got worse. The Titans, I think, were a one-year fluke. The Jaguars, I think, are going to stay where they are. I think if anything gets better, it's going to be the Colts because they were planning for Andrew Luck, who retired before the season started. And here came Jacoby Brissett to, to all but save the day. They, he took him to 7-9, and nine, but, I mean, I think that they will do so much better next year uh, when all things are said and done. So at that ninth spot, I have to call. Okay. Kevin, finish us off at number 10. Who you got? Alex just kind of laid it all out there for me because I got the Colts at number 10 for me. Um, they made some good picks in their draft. They uh, they drafted Michael Pittman with their with their first pick of the draft uh, in the second round. Uh, he's going to pair very nicely with T.Y. Hilton and uh, Paris Campbell at wideout. Uh, picking up Philip Rivers was a huge plus for them because yeah, Jacoby Brissett did a great job at the beginning of the season, but he kind of flamed out with everybody kind of learned his style. Uh, everybody knows what they're getting from Rivers, but the problem is with Rivers, it's harder to stop him than it is Brissett. Um, and then they picked up uh, Jonathan Taylor uh, in the draft as well to kind of go with Marlon Mack and make that a two-headed snake uh, in the uh, running back uh, core for the Colts. And then, of course, the Colts didn't have a first-round pick. They used that to acquire uh, DeForest Buckner from the 49ers. So, in, in essence, they got a first-rounder from him. Um and Buck is a great interior defensive player, and he, so they're going to have a strong defense again in Indianapolis. And, and to Alex's point, Frank Reich is a wonderful coach. He's a he's very inventive. Um, so having Philip Rivers as your quarterback, well, you also have Jacoby Brissett. I could see them using him almost like a not to the same extent, but kind of like a Jason Hill. In New Orleans, if they can find a way to get him involved in the offense in another way, I could see him coming in in a couple wildcat sets. You know, um, yeah, I, the Colts are going to be a good team. They're going to compete for the AFC South, like I said, with the Titans. Uh, I have the Titans as uh, my favorite for the for the division, but the Colts are going to be right there, and that's and. Philip Rivers is one of the main reasons why. Okay. 
At number ten, I'm going, and I'm gonna get shit for this, and I, but I don't care. At number ten, I'm going, I'm going with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Say what you want, I but knew I, it. I, I fucking knew it. Say what you I want. Know. I was waiting for it. I thought it was gonna come in like seven if he put the Panthers in six. No, 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 no. I'm not gonna. <laughs> Dude, I mean, it's like it's like what you said, Alex. Like, there's a whole bunch of teams like eight through nine or eight through ten that you know can flip flop or whatever. And you know, there's a bunch of teams looking in, trying to look in. But I still trust the team with Tom Brady on it, plain and simple. And now he's got Gronk, he's got more weapons, he's got Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. Just, but yes, I just I still trust the team with Tom Brady on it and more weapons. He has more weapons now. Uh, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. Um, they're gonna do what they're gonna. They drafted to protect him. Um, so I just, yeah, I, they're gonna. I think they're gonna fight for that playoff for that for that wild card spot. I, I, I agree with Kevin that it's the Saints and everybody else in that division. But I think they're gonna fight to make the them to make the playoffs. I have no doubt about it. Um, Carolina is gonna make a, a push as well. Um, that's just my opinion. But yeah, Alex, number ten, who you got? So for number ten, I have the Buffalo Bills. Um, you look at a lot of the issues that they had last year. The biggest one, in my opinion, the, the, the most glaring and obvious problem was the wide receiver spot. But them going out and getting Stephon Diggs was huge. Uh, Josh Allen, is, he's getting older. He's getting more mature. He's starting to really kind of come into his own. I mean, the guy's got a cannon of an arm, and sometimes it feels like he just doesn't know what to do with it. But now they got a guy that even he couldn't overthrow. This is basically Clifford Franklin in real life for all of you who, like, don't get it right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you look at the defense as well. I mean, it's just Dak, Josh Norman, Mario Anderson, um, you know, uh, Tredarius White, you know, A.J. Klein, uh, Quentin Jefferson, Vernon Butler. I mean, these, these guys, have, their defense is fine. You know, Ed Oliver, Isaiah McKinney now on the offensive side of the ball. They just picked up Brandon Cox in the draft. You know, EJ Gaines, they're fine. And then they just got a huge weapon on the offensive side of the ball. So I have no question that these guys are going to be the new champs in the East. They're going to be in the playoffs, and they're scary in the playoffs. It's hard to play in Buffalo. One of the biggest reasons they never make it is because the freaking Patriots beat them up at Buffalo. But it's because they're used to playing in that weather. They already play in that weather. You get a team like the Saints having to go up there. You get a team, you know, these fair weather teams having to go up to Buffalo in January, in February, and trying to play there. Are you fucking kidding me right now? They'll die. They'll get hit and stop playing. It's cold. It hurts. <laughs> like, the, the terrain that they play in, the weather they play in, is a huge benefit to them. So I have them at the 10th spot only because I'm still not sold on the coaching staff. They have good enough talent on the offensive side of the ball and the defensive side of the ball, but they're still not that, like, powerhouse team. They're obviously not the Saints or the the, the Seahawks or the, you know, the, the 49ers, the Ravens. They're not these guys, but they're pretty freaking good. You know, they're kind of in that average to above average tier. You know, they're, they're good enough to get where they want to go. Well, they're good enough to get close to where they want to go. It really just kind of depends if they can get a lucky break or two, which, again, I think will happen because they play in Buffalo during playoff time, and nobody wants to play in Buffalo during playoff time. So, 10th spot for me, Buffalo Bills. All right, and that was top 10, gentlemen. Top 10 going into the NFL season, if we have one. 
Yeah. So, Anthony, I got a follow-up question for you, then. <laughs> Do you have three teams coming out of the AFC South to make it to the playoffs this year? Apparently. Uh, or the NFC South. NFC South. No, I don't. I mean, I'm not. Dude, when I say that, I mean, <laughs> it's going to be a. I think it'll be a more competitive division than people think, but probably not. No. No, te- no three teams coming so out. You don't think the Buccaneers, you don't think the Buccaneers are going to make the playoffs then based on your power rankings? Right now, if you're asking me to pick between the Panthers or the Bucks, I'd probably go Bucks. Why are the Panthers ranked like four spots higher? Because I can't put the Tampa Bay at number four <laughs> or seven, wherever I had them. Six? Six. Yeah, six. Fair enough. I guess they don't have to be higher up in order to make it to the playoffs or not, but. I just think they have potential with Matt Rule now. And, okay. Yeah. And that's fair. I'm, not, I'm just curious. It's like, who is going to make it of those two teams if anybody works to make it? Right. I got you. Then you know what? I got one quick fun exercise for us, then. Let's all name our division winners just quick off the top of it and no analysis behind it. Let's just name our division winners and we think we win the division. Sound good? Sure. Hold on one second. Okay. Okay, go. Okay. Let's start with the NFC since we already started it. NFC South, who's your winner? NFC South? Hold on, let me just NFC South. Saints. NFC South, I have the Saints. Saints. Anthony, you say Saints? Yeah. Okay, let's go NFC East. Alex. Uh, 49ers. East, East, East. East. Oh, 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 I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, Cowboys. Okay, Anthony? Cowboys. Cowboys. North. NFC. Alex. Vikings. 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 Anthony Vikings. Yeah, Vikings. Vikings as well. Yeah. Okay. And then uh, West, Alex. Uh, 49ers. Anthony? 49ers. 49ers. We all agree. All four ways. Okay. Uh, AFC East. Who you got? Alex. Uh, Bills. I say Bills. Uh, AFC South. Colts. Colts. I say Titans. North. Baltimore. 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 West. Chiefs. That's Chiefs. Chiefs. Come on. Yeah. Yeah, Chiefs. Okay. So we're all pretty much in agreement on all our division winners, at least. Except for me in the South, but... Sure enough, yeah. How many cards are there in each division? There's two in each conference. Y'all want to name wild cards? I have Seattle, and I have... Seattle and Green... Bay, and without looking at the record, or without looking at the schedule, Seattle and Green Bay in the East, or in the NFC. You have the Green Bay Packers making the making the wall card again? Yeah. Okay. 
Um, Seattle and yeah, Tampa Bay. I just don't trust the Vikings yet. I mean, even though they did what they did last year, but yeah, just whatever. I'm just not there with them yet, man. I don't know what else you want me to say. Like, it's just, yeah. You mean you don't trust the Vikings? You have them winning the division. I have the same thought. I was like, you trust them enough to win the division? Oh, wait. I did. My bad. Sorry. <laughs> Confused them. Confused myself. Sorry. <laughs> I was like, I know what you mean, but I yeah. think you might be going back with a little bit. Yeah. Kevin, who do you got for a wild card? I think Seattle for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh... I don't trust the Bucks. I don't trust the Green Bay, really. I don't trust the Eagles. Let's go a wild card. I'm going to do a surprise pick here. Let's say the Bears. Why not? Fuck you. Say the Falcons. What's the Falcons? Falcons are better than the Bears? I think your second, I think the second wild card is just going to surprise us. I do, too. I'm picking Green Bay. I'm not confident in that one. Everything else I'm confident I'm just guessing Green Bay because it's hard to count out Aaron Rodgers. It's hard to count Aaron Rodgers, but they keep cheating themselves in the foot as far as personnel goes. I know, but that's literally their entire career. It's all his career, and he's still Super Bowl and playoffs. And, uh, I don't know. Anyway, I, don't know. I, I, I just got a sick feeling of something's going to happen in Green Bay, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to tank him. But... Yeah, I think it's going to surprise us. Even though I don't trust the Chargers at all whatsoever, I don't think the Texans will be any good. Well, I, they'll be good, but not as good as the Chargers will be. I trust Tyrod Taylor and a rookie quarterback versus Deshaun and nobody else. That's what it feels like, man. Bill O'Brien, dude, what are you doing? Jesus. Making everybody call him daddy. <laughs> Anthony, who you got? I'm trying to pick right now. Hold on, man. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking, too. Uh, I got the Colts as one of mine. And again, I think you're going to get a surprise here somewhere. I don't know if it's going to be... The Steelers. It might be the Steelers. That might be a good pick. I know you are. Um, I know you are expecting me to pick the Bengals, but I'm not doing it. Fuck no. I sure hope you didn't pick the Bengals. <laughs> but I, 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 I think I'm going to surprise you guys. I could say what, Steelers are a good pick. I could maybe see the Dolphins. No, not yet. Ah, I gotta go to, not quite yet. Maybe in like two years, but not right now. Not right now. Like I said, it's, it's 
it'd be a surprise. I'd be surprised if they make it to the playoffs. But that's that's fair, but yeah, not yet. I also thought they were going to go zero and sixteen last year, and they dropped all the way down to the fifth pick. So, yeah. Um, man. Broncos and I want to say Texans, but good God, dude. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, like, yeah, that's tough. Steelers, Texans, or Broncos. I, I don't know. That's that's where I'm at. Come on, you got three narrow them too. Yeah, we believe in you. Not that one. Start one, cut one, bench one. Steelers for pretty much um, everything that Alex said about the Eagles. You know they're they're just gritty. They just they uh, um, and yeah, Broncos. Steelers, Broncos, okay. All right, boys. We've got a few minutes here. If y'all if y'all are free, um, any current events, any current news we want to talk about. Uh, do you guys ever watch uh, Game of Thrones? Yes. Yes. Uh, you know the mountain from Game of Thrones, the big old dude? Yeah, I saw yes, that. I that, that, that shit was unreal. Yeah. That was unbelievable. So for everybody who's listening who who, who don't, maybe doesn't know what we're talking about, the mountain, the guy from Game of Thrones, the actor, right? I would try to pronounce his last name, but I would butcher it so bad that it would probably be taken as an insult. He broke the deadlift world record, which was set at 1,102 pounds. He did it at 1,104 pounds, which makes more sense if you do it off the kilo, whatever they use over there. I don't know. I don't, whatever, America. So it was 500 was the old record, but now 501 is the new record. Um, But it was incredible just to see, like, the bar was so heavy, it cut his shins as he was going up. Like, it's unbelievable how strong this individual was and just how much, like, how pumped he was when he was finished with it. It's got to be a great feeling to think, yeah, I'm probably the strongest guy in the world. No, not probably. He is. Yeah, like, there's 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 got to be... There's a reason they call him the mountain. Yeah. Like, it's it's unbelievable. Um, But, yeah, that blew my that shit's unreal, yeah. That d- dude, the bar was literally bent, dude, because it was so damn heavy. I'm over here like, fuck, this bag of concrete's heavy. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else? You know, the current news: uh, Don Shula passed away today at age ninety. Yeah, um, yeah, that's sad news. Winning his coach in NFL history, everybody knows him as the Dolphins coach for the longest time. Um. Yeah, uh, thoughts and prayers out to his family. Uh, with everything going on in the world, no, as far as I know, it was not related to uh, the virus. It was just natural causes. So, uh, but Don Shula passed away today. Rest in peace, Don Shula. Rest in peace, yeah. sir. Uh, oh, did you guys two. hear about the, the U.S. Women's National Team? Yes. Yeah, that was another one. It's continual cycle of shittiness in my opinion uh, but it looks like a judge has uh, sided with not the women's national team for their fight on equal pay um, so it looks
like they will still be continuing to fight the good fight in order for uh, women soccer players domestically and likely worldwide. I imagine there would be some kind of, you know, tidal wave effect to this um, to get equal payment. Um, so, yeah, they, the judge sided with not them, so they're still fighting that fight. They're still trying to get that equal pay. I think we need to talk about this in a future episode then because I actually lean the other way on this. Uh, everything that was found out in this investigation is per player, per game. Actually, some of the women are making more. They're actually making right around the same. The difference is in the bonus structure and, and what was collectively bargained, which these players vote on, um, that make the men pay better, basically. Um, I haven't heard all the details. I'm, this is a all just what I'm hearing on the radio, little bits and pieces. Once I read more into it, I can have a more educated discussion about it. But everything I'm hearing, I don't think the women made a good good case for their for their fact that they are being unequally paid. Unquote. Um, but yeah, I think that's something for another day. So be interesting to get everyone's take on that. I'm down. I just have to do a little bit more research on it, but I, I wasn't aware of the news. Yeah, same. I would like to do more regardless. I'd be really curious as to how the case was presented. You know what I mean? Like, I almost wish I could have been like in the courtroom listening. That would have been interesting. But yeah, so if anything else, Whichever side we agree with, that is still a case that is being, you know, looked at, comprehended, that kind of stuff. So, right, does not seem to be a done deal with the ladies. Anything else before our favorite thing? No, they're not going to let it go. I mean, this is going to keep going on for a while. So. Yeah, yeah, likely. But um, that's all I can really think of off the top of my head. Favorite. We were talking about the NFL. One thing about that is, and I don't know if you guys saw this, but as of right now, and this is what, 9.32 p.m. Central Time in San Antonio, Texas on whatever day this is. I think we're in August at this point. I'm not sure my days run together now. Um, oh, come on, dude. Today is a national holiday. You should know what today is. Yeah. No, it's not. May the 4th be with you. Yeah. Uh, but uh no i know but anyway um so it sounds like from all accounts the nfl has no uh no ones against no qualms against starting on time and in an all regular form and fashion as far as the season part goes um from the sounds of it they're 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 anticipating a regular season regular everything and when I mean regular, not like regular season, postseason, but regulars in like as the norm has been laid out in the past however many years that they've been doing this. Um, and then that they will make adjustments should they need to. But right now, it's full steam ahead, just as regularly as it has ever been. That's good to hear. We can just only hope that, you know, things settle down in the, in the coming weeks, coming months, whatever. But yeah. That's good to hear. I mean, well, we would have quite a few months before it really, yeah, the full swing. So, yeah, the NFL seems to be a little bit more stubborn on this than the other leagues. Exactly. Uh, 
the NBA and the NHL start at later dates normally, and they're already trying to plan for a November to the December start of their leagues. So we'll see right. what happens. As far as the NFL goes, I know like teams, some teams have already come up with contingency plans. The Miami Dolphins came out with the plan to play games with less than half capacity in their stadium, around like. 15 to 25,000 when their stadium holds close to 70,000 fans. So it'll be interesting to see at what capacity the league does start out up, when it does start up, and if it even starts up on time. The schedule was actually announced that they're going to be uh, posting the schedule for the NFL on Thursday. So by the time all y'all are listening to this, or the day after y'all are listening to this, on uh, Thursday, May the was seventh. Um, the NFL is going to be releasing their potential. And I say potential schedule for the 2020-2021 season. Yeah, I saw that too. Right, we'll see how it goes, but if that's not our beacon of hope, I don't know what it is. <laughs> Seriously, yeah, beacon of sports ball hope. Actually, I think our beacon of hope was another one of our uh, things that happened this week, and that was uh, NASCAR is coming back. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, they were, huh? Yeah. Seven races in 11 days starting May 17th. Uh, that's a grueling schedule, man. That's, that's, yeah, that's going to be rough. That's, that's dangerous right there. It's scary. For the, for the drivers, that is. And for, you know... Pit crews too. To think about it, but favorite things, Kevin. So my favorite thing would be one more piece of sports-related news that is actually happening tonight. Uh, ESPN will be airing the first live baseball uh, event this year in the Korean football. Uh, well, Korean baseball league. Uh, they are going to be televising six nights, uh, six days a week, uh, and the first game is, I guess you could say tomorrow morning, it's at midnight local time uh, here in San Antonio, is going to be the first game televised here. So, we have live baseball, guys, that we could be watching. I don't know if you're going to be up at midnight to watch it, but I know I'm not, because i got to work tomorrow. <laughs> I was like, I probably will. <laughs> yeah, I might try to stay up and watch that A little bit of it yeah, I just, My sleep schedule is so out of whack That I'm like, oh perfect, something to watch When I'm actually laying in bed <laughs> Right <laughs> Alex, favorite thing? Uh, so my favorite thing is, uh, A couple of days ago There was a, a post By a Tennessee uh, Balls quarterback Named uh, Brian uh, Bauer uh, he came out um, talking about his would-be suicide, actually, earlier this year. Um, you know, basically what happened is he has been battling with anxiety and depression since about seventh grade, when I believe it was his father uh, was sent to prison for 25 to life, and since then, you know, he kind of had a struggles with some of his, his, his mental health. Um, 
he actually had planned to, and I know it sounds sad to get happy, uh, it planned, you know, he actually planned to take his own life early this year. It was going to be on January 22nd. Um, but thankfully, his mom called him. His mama called him. Um, and so he decided, you know, he, he, he no longer was going to go through that. You know, he said that she called simply to say, hey, we love you. We're thinking about you. We hope you're doing well. Um, and that he kind of changed his mind. Um, and the reason that it's my favorite thing is because he, he posted about it on Instagram. He showed, you know, a, a side of himself that maybe a lot of people don't think about. You know, he, he got the help he needed. He's working on it. He's offering this lending hand to say, hey, look, we all struggle. We kind of all go through. He's bringing awareness to a problem that many people, and I think probably especially athletes, struggle to talk about, which is their own mental health. Um, so him kind of opening that door and showing again to the world, as as a number of athletes have done, but I think the more the merrier, um, that, it, that it is okay to open up, to ask for help, to know that you're not alone. Um, and I just think it was, it was extraordinarily brave of him to, to, to do so on such a public platform with such a, a, a wide array of people who, who would be looking at him. Because, I mean, remember, this is a a quarterback in college that could very well play in the NFL and, you know, he could have just hid this away. And so scouts may have, you know, not even heard about it or thought about it or known this about him, but he was strong enough and brave enough to say, you know what, it doesn't matter who sees this or what people think, you know, this isn't for you guys. This is for everybody who's struggling. Um, so that was, that was my favorite thing of the week. Oh man, that's, that's, that's intense. Thanks for sharing. That's powerful. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my favorite thing isn't sports related, but it's it's outdoorsy. Um, a couple of days ago, Lauren and I went for a bike ride with uh, with her dad, and it I picked up uh, I picked up a new hobby. Biking is is uh, is really fun. We got out and we uh, for for San for our San Antonio listeners, uh, they if anybody knows Phil Hardberger uh, Park, we we went over there, um, and he lives close by, and so we went for we went for a ride with him and. Ended up riding all the way to 1604, came back, and we did all together about 12 miles, and it's a really good workout, but yeah, I, it was a lot of fun. Uh, we even did some off-roading, off-trailing with him, and um, yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. Picked up a new hobby, and we're, we're planning to do it again, so um, yeah, it was just favorite thing of favorite thing of my week, seriously, so yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun to get out with everything going on. Yeah, and with that, I mean, with everything going on with anybody listening, I highly recommend just getting outside, going for walks, just because, I mean, what else is there to do? Of course, be safe, wear your masks and all that, be cautious of everyone else, and then... Social distance. Social distance, mm-hmm. yes, you know, keep your, keep your distance, don't, you know, let's, let's not be dumb out there, but, you know, get out, while you, get out right now while you can, while there's not much else to do at home, and... Um, Get get some outdoors for you. So yeah, that was my favorite thing. All right, boys. Well, I was saying the same thing every week, but uh, as always, just be good to yourself, be good to each other. Don't drink and drive, and do not text and drive, and just continue to do your part. Um, and let's end this thing. We're we'll, we're getting through it slowly but surely. But uh, yeah, we'll reach the end of it. Live up to your word, carry your own weight, and make sure to watch out for your friends. As always, guys, be smart when you're outside right now. You know, you're always should be smart, but now it's a little more uh, pertinent that you, you stay aware of your surroundings.
Live your life like an bat, man. Like, we're taking our swings and misses right now, but keep at it, because we're going to knock this out of the park. Well, that will say later. Peace. See ya.